Do you know that certain peptides can benefit those with Graves' disease and Hashimoto's? If you want to learn more about how peptides can help with thyroid autoimmunity and other chronic conditions, then you'll want to check out the brand new Peptide Summit hosted by Dr. Jenny Flagar. In fact, peptides play a huge role in helping Dr. Jenny overcome her Hashimoto's condition. To register for the free Peptide Summit, visit saymythyroid.com forward slash peptides. Hey, this is Dr. Eric, and in this episode, I will discuss the difference between Hashitoxicosis and Graves' disease. Essentially, Hashitoxicosis is Hashimoto's thyroiditis presenting as hyperthyroidism. But if you want to hear me further elaborate on this, as well as discuss some of the treatment options, then you will want to tune into this episode. And so let's go ahead and get started. Welcome to the Save My Thyroid podcast, hosted by Dr. Eric Osansky. To stay up to date on the latest thyroid health-related topics, visit SaveMyThyroid.com. The following discussion is for educational purposes only and is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease. Please do not apply any of this information without first speaking with your doctor. Now let's head to the show. Welcome back to the Save My Thyroid podcast. This is Dr. Eric Osansky. And in this episode, I'm going to discuss how to differentiate between Graves' disease and Hashitoxicosis. The reason why I decided to create this episode is because some people are diagnosed with Graves' disease when they actually have Hashitoxicosis. So let's go ahead and start by discussing how Graves' disease is diagnosed. So with Graves' disease, usually you will have a depressed and usually an undetectable TSH, which is thyroid-stimulating hormone. And remember, this is a pituitary hormone, not a thyroid hormone. And then speaking of the thyroid hormones, with Graves' disease, not only do you have the depressed TSH, and again, usually undetectable TSH, but you usually will have elevated thyroid hormone levels. And the two main thyroid hormones are T3 and T4. Then also with Graves' disease, you will have elevated thyroid-stimulating immunoglobulins, which is a type of TSH receptor antibody. So with Graves, again, you'll have depressed TSH levels, elevated thyroid hormone levels, and elevated thyroid-stimulating immunoglobulins. Some doctors will test the TSH receptor antibodies, or TRAB, instead of the TSI. So either one of those, if you have hyperthyroidism in the presence of elevated thyroid-stimulating immunoglobulins or elevated TSH receptor antibodies, again, TSI is a type of TSH receptor antibody. So either way, that is diagnostic of Graves' disease. And then some doctors, some endocrinologists will recommend the radioactive iodine uptake test. And I do have a separate episode dedicated to discussing this test. And just remember that this isn't needed to diagnose Graves' disease if the TSI or the TRAB is positive. So if you have elevated antibodies associated with Graves' disease, again, that TSI or TRAB, then really you don't need to do that uptake test, in my opinion. And even there's our argument that you don't need to do it, even if those are negative. But I would tune into that episode where I specifically talk about the radioactive iodine uptake test, and I'll get into greater detail during that episode. So how is Hashimoto's diagnosed? So Hashimoto's thyroiditis is characterized by an elevated thyroid-stimulating hormone, so elevated TSH. And then as far as the antibodies associated with Hashimoto's, thyroid peroxidase antibodies or TPO antibodies, as well as 
anti-thyroglobulin antibodies, one or both of these will be elevated. And then with regards to the thyroid hormones, you usually will get normal or less than optimal thyroid hormone levels and, and sometimes overtly depressed thyroid hormone levels. And then also if doctors decide to do the radioactive iodine uptake test, then this will typically be negative. Whereas again, with Graves' disease, the radioactive iodine uptake test will usually be elevated with Graves' disease. But usually this test is not recommended when Hashimoto's is suspected. The radioactive iodine uptake test usually is reserved for those with hyperthyroidism and they're trying to once again confirm or rule out Graves' disease. And it's also worth mentioning that people could have all three of those antibodies I mentioned. So they could have the Graves' disease antibodies, so thyroid-stimulating immunoglobulins, and then TPO antibodies and or thyroglobulin antibodies. So it is common for people to have two or three of these antibodies. So how is Hashitoxicosis diagnosed? So with Hashitoxicosis, you will have depressed thyroid-stimulating hormones, so again, low TSH, and then elevated thyroid hormone levels, so elevated T3 and T4. And then you will have elevated thyroid peroxidase and or thyroglobulin antibodies. So those TPO antibodies and or the thyroglobulin antibodies will be elevated. And then normal thyroid stimulating immunoglobulin, so normal TSI. And this is also the case with Hashimoto's. If someone has Hashimoto's thyroiditis and that's all they have is Hashimoto's, they'll also have negative TSI. So Hashitoxicosis is more in line with Hashimoto's and with the uh, Hashitoxicosis, you'll also have that negative radioactive iodine uptake test if they decide to do it. So as I mentioned earlier, you could have the antibodies for both Graves' disease and Hashimoto's. And a common example is having an elevated TSI as well as elevated TPO antibodies. Again, that's thyroid-stimulating immunoglobulins and thyroid peroxidase antibodies. And another scenario is when someone might have elevated TSI and elevated thyroglobulin antibodies. And then there's a situation where someone might have all three, elevated TSI, elevated TPO, as well as elevated thyroglobulin antibodies. So in this situation, how can one tell if the person's hyperthyroidism is related to Graves' disease or Hashitoxicosis? So as I mentioned earlier, with Hashitoxicosis, you'll have negative TSI. So if someone has positive TSI, elevated TSI in the presence of hyperthyroidism, that essentially means that the person has Graves' disease. On the other hand, if someone has hyperthyroidism with the elevated TPO antibodies and or thyroglobulin antibodies, if one or both of those are, are elevated, again, in the presence of hyperthyroidism and those TSI the, the thyroid-stimulating immunoglobulins are negative, or again, the TSH receptor antibody is negative, then that typically means that the person has Hashitoxicosis. So one question you might have is, can you have false negative antibodies? So again, Graves' disease is characterized by elevated thyroid-stimulating immunoglobulins, and it, it is possible for someone to have a negative TSI. Therefore, if someone has hyperthyroidism with a negative TSI, it won't 100% rule out Graves' disease, that being said, most people with Graves' disease will have that positive TSI or, again, TSH receptor antibodies. So how is Hashitoxicosis treated? So first of all, you might be wondering, is antithyroid medication an option, such as methimazole or PTU, because that is commonly given with Graves' disease? The problem is that with Hashitoxicosis, is more transient, it's more temporary, 
So usually antithyroid medication isn't recommended and in more likely scenario is a beta blocker being prescribed by the doctor. So what can be done to address the elevated thyroid hormone levels if antithyroid medication isn't given? One thing to mention is that some beta blockers affect T4 to T3 conversion. One example is propranolol. Bugaweed also is an option to consider. Now, bugaweed, like methimazole PTU, has antithyroid properties, but not nearly as potent. But that being said, you wouldn't want to take bugaweed if you're if you're not hyperthyroid. And as I said, what Hashitoxicosis is, it is transient, but it's a little bit of a catch-22 because you don't want to have elevated thyroid hormone levels for a prolonged period of time. And even though it's transient, it could remain elevated for a few weeks and, and sometimes longer than that. So bugleweed might be an option to consider in some cases. And then if someone's taking bugleweed, you would just want to monitor their symptoms, monitor their blood tests as well. Low-dose naltrexone or LDN is also an option to consider. And I'm not going to get into detail about low-dose naltrexone. I, I mentioned LDN as well as bugleweed. I mentioned these in earlier episodes. Uh, but I will say here that low-dose naltrexone modulates the immune system. So in some cases, this might be a good option if, if it works. The problem with LDN, again, it's hit or miss. But if it works, that could be a really good option. So let's go ahead and summarize everything. So again, Graves' disease is characterized by hyperthyroidism and the presence of TSH receptor antibodies or thyroid-stimulating immunoglobulins. So again, TRAB or TSI. So if someone has depressed TSH, elevated thyroid hormone levels, and elevated TSI and or TRAB, then that is diagnostic of Graves' disease. On the other hand, Hashimoto's is characterized by an elevated TSH along with elevated TPO and or antithyroid globulin antibodies. Hashitoxicosis, this is characterized by hyperthyroidism. So again, depressed TSH, elevated thyroid hormone levels, but the difference between this and Graves' disease is that it's characterized by negative TSI or negative TRAB, as well as positive TPO, again, that's thyroid peroxidase antibodies and or antithyroid globulin antibodies. And then antithyroid medication usually isn't given for cases of Hashitoxicosis. Beta blockers are more commonly recommended. And then other options I mentioned include bugleweed and low-dose naltrexone. Well, that pretty much does it for this presentation. I hope you now understand the difference between Graves' disease and Hashitoxicosis. And I look forward to catching you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Save My Thyroid podcast. If you haven't done so already, make sure you hit subscribe to stay up to date on the latest thyroid health-related topics. And to get your free thyroid and immune health restoration action points checklist, visit SaveMyThyroidChecklist.com. Thanks so much for tuning in. I want to let you know about a product called Hepatomune Supreme, which is a unique supplement that has a rare combination of N-acetylcysteine, also known as NAC, milk thistle, and schisandra to support the liver. And it also has a few mushrooms that can help support the immune system, including cordyceps, which has both immune modulating and adaptogenic properties and is great for those with Graves' disease and Hashimoto's. To learn more about Hepatomune Supreme, visit SaveMyThyroid.com forward slash liver support.